At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Here in the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, I am Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi. And, Michael, we do have some breaking news. Speaking of Chicago, the Bears, it's Hi, official. Cal. Here we go. Matt Nagy. Here it comes. Got to turn the keys over to the kid. It looks like Justin Fields will get that first start in Cleveland on Sunday. Obviously, Andy Dalton was QB1, got injured, dinged up in week two. This is what all of Chicago wants, Michael, right? They say, let's turn it over to the kid and see what we got. Uh, I mean, look, I watched the tape this morning and uh, Fields made a couple good throws. He was locked on one guy. It was his eyes were truly locked on. And, you know, now in fairness to Justin Fields, he didn't have really a probably didn't get a lot of reps in practice. He went out there and he winged it. You know, he had the huge fumble in the game that could have been disastrous. He throws the interception at the end of the game that really gets Cincinnati a chance to get back in the game, but they couldn't stop Montgomery from running the ball in the fourth quarter or else the Bengals could get the chance back. Speaking of that, I can honestly say it's week two of the season, Dave. You will never get me to support a Bengal pick for the rest of the year. (laughs) I'm not going to recommend to people that listen to this show, Zach Taylor, that offense it is. I mean, he makes Coach Garrett look like an innovator. <laughs> like, it's really bad. It's really bad. I mean, they're in empty to throw for three yards. Oh, boy. I mean, it's it's horrendous. Well, I mean, it's horrendous. They have no. They can't block anybody. Right. That's a, that's a news break, Cincinnati. I mean, I, I just saw that uh, our, our Ben Fox tweeted out that, you know, somebody put $300,000 on the on the Bengals and, and they're getting, I don't I think what are they getting in the game? What are they getting three and a half three. against Pittsburgh? Yeah. I mean, that's because Pittsburgh, because nobody's sure that big Ben can play. I mean, I thought Cincinnati defensively wasn't bad, but offensively poor Joe Burrow. Yeah. Well, I know this is supposed to be about Justin Fields and I got off on a tangent, <laughs> but you will never hear me support Zach Taylor ever in any game. Well, let's talk about that Bengals and Steelers game with a man I call two time. Brian McFadden, two-time Super Bowl champion of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, he now does the Cover 2 podcast with Patrick Peterson. It is a great listen. I watch and listen to it. And of course, does great work at CBS HQ. BMAC, it's great to see you once again. You heard Michael talking about it right there. Boy, money is coming against the Steelers this week. Heavy in on the Bengals. That was up around six. It's all the way down here to three and a half now because we don't know about Big Ben and that peck issue that he's got. I don't have peck, so I don't have to worry about that. BMAC, what's the latest <laughs> out of Pittsburgh with your former quarterback? 
Well, outside of Big Ben and the injury concern, what about defensively? They didn't have Joe Hayden last week, didn't have Devin Bush Jr., and they lost T.J. Watt as well. So you don't know exactly the status of all three starters. And if those guys are not in the lineup, Michael, I know you definitely was disgusted of Zach Taylor's offense last week. If those three guys are not in the lineup, they probably will have success against the Pittsburgh Steelers because they all three players are difference makers on all three levels defensively uh, for the Steelers. So I'm not surprised to see a lot of money you know, in favor of Cincinnati right now because of the unknowns that I mentioned but clearly throughout the week especially by Friday we will have a better a, a, a much better understanding the status of quarterback in Big Ben and the status of all three defenders that I mentioned you know Brian let me ask you this question put your Steeler love to the side do you think big before Ben got hurt do you think Big Ben's back do you think he's back no because he did well he did not look good to me and, and, and I haven't seen him look good yet you know, at the end of last year, I thought he looked horrible. He could, his eye level was down. And in the first two weeks, he just doesn't look like he's comfortable in the offense and that he can command the offense. Yeah, to answer your question, no, he's not back. And the reason why I say that is because of the things that you alluded to outside of that, just overall production. With this offensive line unit that's basically a makeshift offensive line, Big Ben cannot be productive like we think he could be still in the latter part of his career because they can't pass protect for him. They're having issues running the football as well, but pass pro, they have been abysmal in doing that. Now, this was the young Big Ben in 2004, 2005, 2006 that can make buy extra time in the pocket, then yes, he can make things happen. He can be productive. But right now, based on how bad the offensive line has been performing, no, he's not back. They hit Big Ben at least 10 times last week. He was hit. And then he was sacked, I think, two times. So you talk about a, tw a total of 12 times in four quarters against the Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm sorry, a team that has really improved when it comes to rushing the passer, but they're not known to be one of the more elite pass rushing teams in the National Football League. But that just tells you how bad the offensive line has been performing in two weeks of play in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's close. But yeah. Big Ben's almost 40 now. And I know they say 40 is the new 30, but he looks 40 uh, back there, especially when he's getting hit that much, B-Mac. But look, if Big Ben can't go, Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins? Because, look, we know about the fiasco with Haskins in Washington. He still was a first-round pick here not too long ago, and Mike Tomlin really has given him a second lease on life in the National Football League. What are you hearing about him? Is he, is he taking this seriously? Is he absorbing the playbook in Pittsburgh? Or is this really going to be Mason Rudolph if Big Ben can't go? If Big Ben can't go, it will be Mason Rudolph. We've seen this story before, which is why I'm not surprised to see all the money going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Mason Rudolph is not a serviceable quarterback. He's a guy that can maybe get you through, but that's a big maybe. And then Dwayne Haskins, he had an opportunity to really showcase that I can be the backup guy you need me to be if something was to happen to Big Ben. But remember in that preseason game against Carolina? I mean, he hmm. did not perform well. He lost a lot of leverage because the second preseason game, he gained a lot of leverage. He played pretty good football. I mean, he actually got the start in the third preseason game and didn't play well against Carolina. And because of that, Mason Rudolph is the next guy up. And if he is the man that will take over, if something uh, happened to Big Ben that he can't play, I don't like their, their chances to, to, to do anything positive offensively when it comes to throwing the football. But one thing Mason or Dwayne could do, can do, that Big Ben can't do, which is they can move. Mm -hmm. Right now, Big Ben is having issues moving. Looking at that Raider game last week, I mean, he was like a statue in the pocket. And, and it's hard to say that because throughout his career, he's been known to be a, a guy who can make people miss, buy time with his pump fakes in the, in, in the backfield, you know, a slippery quarterback. Yeah. He doesn't have that same skill set anymore. No, I, you know, I couldn't agree more with you on Mason Rudolph. I mean, Mason Rudolph is the classic. What, what, what is this? What, the new era of college quarterbacks, they, they're, in the, they're in the RPO game, and he has to see a receiver open before he throws it. Same thing with Haskins. It's the same problem Haskins has. They, they have to see the guy open, and they have no anticipation, no instincts, and no feel. And, and I don't really think – look, let's go back to last year. Gil, Gil Alexander, Amal, they all had Pittsburgh – 14-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Cincinnati. Cincinnati mm. crushed them, crushed them 27-17. You know, and, and that could be the, the telltale again this week because when you look at these two teams without Bush, and I think Bush is injury significant. Yes. If they don't have Bush, if they don't have Hayden, and they, they don't have T.J. Watt, as Brian said to start, start his segment, 
I mean, I don't know where they're going. They're so young all over the place. And offensive line, I don't care. We thought, I thought week one this offensive line would have been a problem in Buffalo. They kind of held together. They got one touchdown. They made one drive. But it's been ugly for really for eight quarters when you watch them play. And, and talking about, you know, some of the concerns offensively, Mike, I think the most attractive line is the total. Mm-hmm. Take the under. If Big Ben is yeah. not playing, even if Big Ben is playing, the likelihood of Pittsburgh scoring a lot of points, we don't really think they can do that based on what we've seen. But if Big Ben is not in the lineup, the most attractive line has to be the total. I think it's 43 and a half it right is. now. If, if Mason or Dwayne gets a shot, I don't think they will be successful. And the same could be said for Cincinnati, even if – TJ, uh, uh, Devin, and Joe is not in the lineup. I mean, I really don't – I'm not hyped about Cincinnati's offense. I do think they will have more than enough to be able to win this ball game if Big Ben is not in the lineup. Were you talking about an explosion of points? No, I would take the under. The under has been the way to go with Pittsburgh. And if it wasn't for that last, not second field goal last week with the Raiders, the under would have cashed in last week when the Raiders traveled to Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I, I, I agree. I agree. And, and I'll add one more. Cincinnati won't, whether TJ plays or not, Cincinnati won't block Melvin Ingram. I mean, mm, Cincinnati's yeah. tackles struggle to block it. I mean, Joe Burrow gets hit all the time, and his protections allow him to get hit. You know, these guys get so obsessed with getting five in a route because it looks good on their whiteboard. But they don't start with protecting the quarterback. And this kid's gotten hit way too much. His eye level's down. He's worried about it. The interception to Roquan. I never saw Roquan on the, underneath the under level. I mean, I, I, everything about Cincinnati's offense, I can't stand. You know, I, I've watched games with BMAC, Michael, and, and he just gets worked up watching those corners. I think we're going to get him more worked up when I ask him about his alma mater, Florida State. 0-3, and, and now they are a, they're getting a point and a half. This sorry, BMAC. They're getting a point and a half against Louisville this week. BMAC, what's going on with your alma mater? We thought after the week one loss to Notre Dame, at least in overtime, that they were back. What's happening? Dark times. Dark times. I mean, it's an overcast that has yet to move from Tallahassee. It's just sitting there <laughs> over the stadium. And you talk about getting a point. Take. I'm, I mean, my job is to give you unbiased. My unbiased opinion, especially when it comes to your pocket. Yes. I can't I can't bet with Florida State right now. I mean, first game of the season, which was presenting a lot of unknowns, the atmosphere, they covered, right? They should have won that ball game, but they covered against Notre Dame. Ever since then, they've failed to cover with ease. It hasn't even been close. And I'm I'm surprised to see this line, what you said, one, two, two points, or whatever the case now, may yeah. be. Up to two right now, Malik Cunningham played pretty good football last week against UCF, and they won that ball game. So I, based on what they did and based on the confidence level being so low, I can't, I can't take anything with Florida State. So I would take Louisville uh, covering two points right now based on what we've seen. I told right? you, I told uh, you Mac, what about McKenzie? What about McKenzie Milton? I mean, is he going to – I mean, where is he? You know what? Health-wise. Notre Dame looked pretty good. Jacksonville State didn't look so good. Last week at Wake Forest didn't look good at all. So I don't know where he is, but I don't think he would be the starting quarterback against Louisville. I think it may be Jordan Travis. BMAC, we got to wrap it here, but it's always great catching up with you. I'm waiting for my size eights in the mail. You owe me. We are back with much more of the Lombardi Line D-Rack coming up later on this hour. And Lou Carroll, come on back with us. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every single game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over-unders and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Dave Ross back here in the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi. And, uh, Michael, it's always great to talk to BMAC. And we talked about, before he came on, Justin Fields getting the start this Sunday. It's yeah. official. Uh, and I look now, and you see here at BetMGM, pretty good odds here for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And if Justin Fields now intrigues you, he's the second favorite on the board here at plus 400. Now, I know he wasn't scintillating in that week two win as he came in for the injury Andy Dalton, but now opportunity is there. Mac Jones is a favorite for the reason we understand that at plus 300. What do you make of Fields now as the second favorite? Because you always get the vibe, and I know in Chicago, just coming from there, the public wants this kid to succeed. If he has a, a little bit of success, you feel like it might push him over the top. Well, I mean, look, he I thought he made a couple good throws in that game against Cincinnati, Dave, but I didn't think he played very well. He ran the ball. He stared down receivers. I, I, and now, again, you know, this is the naggy offense, and this is, you know, how much reps did he get during the week at practice? I don't know. You know, but, you know, do you realize the longest pass play for the Chicago Bear offensive team this year is 21 yards? Ouch. They have a longer run at 41 yards. I mean, what they've been trying to do with Dalton is run these short control passing game and keep the pressure off their offensive line. This week going into Cleveland, you know, who's going to block? I mean, is Jason Peters going to block Miles Garrett? Mm. You know, is is the right tackle going to block him? I can't say his name. Ifani, I mean, Afidi, uh, you know, right. it's going to be challenging. So, I, I think this is a hard game. Now, he gives them movement. He gives them plays. I mean, he's already had 11 rushing attempts. So he's going to run the ball. He's, a sing- he's going to be essentially a single-wing quarterback in there. That's right. He's going to look for the first receiver, and if it ain't there, he's taking off and running. And if you don't do a good job of coordinating your pass rush, which Minnesota last week did a better job against Kyler Murray than you think he did, even though he had 400 yards passing, you're going to have to treat these quarterbacks with your rush perfectly. That's the way you're going to have to approach Fields. But Fields made a couple good throws when it was there. If it's if his first read isn't there, it's going to be a problem. And the way Nagy set up the offense, there's no explosion. Yeah, I look at the board here, Michael, and the first five names on it, of course, are quarterbacks. You have to go down to Jamar Chase at, at fourteen to one for the first non-quarterback to to get any value there. Kyle Pitts at twenty-five to one, and I liked him this summer, right? But he's gotten off to a really slow start. He only has nine catches, one hundred four yards so far in the year, but he did have five. Uh, for 73 against Tampa Bay in that loss on Sunday. 
is there any way a non-quarterback can can still win this award, or does it have to? The numbers have to be so over the. I mean, Justin Jefferson had great numbers last year, and he couldn't. And get he couldn't it, win it, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, who's going to beat out Mac Fields? I mean, Mac Jones. I yeah. mean, Mac. The way Mac Jones is playing, people in New England are complaining he's checking the ball down. He's protecting the football. They played the Jets last week. They weren't going to risk losing the game by making bad throws. Now, did he? You know, he had a crosser on Smith coming. It would have been a touchdown. He missed Hunter Henry in the end zone. He got some pressure in his face. He could have thrown a touchdown pass to Henry in the back end zone. But, you know, he's playing within himself perfectly, and he's taking the opportunity to throw the football effectively. I, I don't know what Fields could do or what other young quarterback is going to be able to do. We saw what Zach Wilson did. Mm. You know, Zach Wilson doesn't have enough protection up front, and he's worried about getting hit. But going back to Atlanta and Kyle Pitts, to me, Atlanta can't run the football. They don't have, you know, they're, 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 this whole offense is predicated over the fact that they've got to get from, they got to play from in front. They got to keep play action pass in effect. And the inside interior of this Atlanta team is not very good right now. Yeah, we're going to have, uh, they Derek. don't block very well. They, and Matt Ryan's getting hit way too much. And they've been outscored 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Eesh. We're going mean, to have Derek How Rackley. do you play? Yeah. You're right. Derek How do you Rackley play does that? a great job covering that team. We'll have him on later on this hour, Michael. But to your point, the, the offense right now with Arthur Smith, first-year coach down there in the ATL, just doesn't look like it's clicking. So the value might not be there, obviously, even though you look at the number 25-1 to 1 and say, okay, maybe I get excited. Let's look at the MVP here because this is a surprise yeah. to me as a bit that, that King Kyler, Kyler Murray, is now the favorite to be <laughs> the league MVP, Michael. Boy, I mean, look, I get it. He looks great so far in the first two weeks, but you know, Minnesota didn't, ex- their defense doesn't look great right now. They had all kinds of problems last year with Mike Zimmer and week one against a really bad Tennessee defense here. So he's, he's, he's had the you opportunity. Think he still would be the lead, but if Joseph makes the field goal, there you go. It's exactly right. I mean, right. Joseph, Joseph is three for three on 50 yard field goals. And he misses the only one in between the thirties that he took this year. Look, I, I think Murray's playing great. He gave up a pick six. Murray's one of these players. Murray's one of these players that it doesn't matter what he does. Everybody just says he plays great. It doesn't because he has he has these unbelievable plays in the game. Right. And they're unbelievable. They're unbelievable. The, the, the throw he makes to Rondell Moore when he scrambles and he's rolling to his left and he throws it for the touchdown. I mean, incredible. 77-yard touchdown pass. I mean, what he does is he makes you forget about all his horrible plays. Mm. And what he's doing now, and, and if teams don't change, they have to, he's averaging 10 one yards per attempt. I mean, he gets out of that pocket, and he makes plays down the field, and it's just really he's hard to defend. Jacksonville will have a very challenging time trying to keep him in the pocket and making him effective there because he's going to throw the ball from here to anywhere. I mean, it's incredible what he does. And you see Rodgers at 13 to one, the reigning defending league MVP here. Right. And then I look at Brady at plus 700 and I go, man, like I get it that everybody loves Aaron Rodgers, And there's why, why wouldn't you? Right. But Brady at plus 700, every time it's, you know, he breaks this record and breaks that record. That's going to happen all throughout the year. So to me, isn't there still value, even though he's the third favorite here to win the MVP, if the Bucs turn out to be exactly who we think they are? If you think the Raiders are good and you think their defense is legit, which I'm not sure I'm there with it, I would play Derek Carr. He's having Derek Carr's yes. having every bit of good a season as, as Kyler Murray's having. Every bit. You, no know, he's, you know, and, and he, at, at his numbers, I mean, they're certainly worth it. And then I think Justin Herbert certainly got a contention. If they get one of these teams is going to get to the playoffs and it's going to be because of the quarterback and that's going to get that guy the MVP. Well, you're right. And Derek Carr right now, 20 to one. And this is bias, right? Like, Rodgers was awful in week one against New Orleans. He bounces back against right. a bad lines team. And now all of a sudden he's still 13 to one. Derek Carr's averaging right. over 400 yards, uh, throwing the football in the first two weeks. His QBR is over 100 at 104.1. What else do you want from Derek Carr? I mean, look, you can't be any worse on defense than the Lions. And that game, <laughs> you know, that game to me was never really was in question into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Did you think that the did you think Green Bay had control of that game? No, never once. Never. And again, if you bet Green Bay, you had two fourth down stops you had to make in the fourth quarter, even though the game was theoretically over at that point. The backdoor cover was still in play. Green Bay was never 
margin. They didn't that, score in the second half. That's the only reason they didn't backdoor cover. They scored 17 points in the first half. They didn't backdoor cover. You know, and, and that to me, that was a joke. That that was one of those take your money. Thank yourself because you got lucky on that bet because that shouldn't have been a cover. Nah, I, t- I totally agree. And again, that's that's kind of the point here. It feels like Derek Carr, no matter what the numbers he puts up, people put Aaron Rodgers well ahead of him. Carr's numbers just dwarf what Aaron Rodgers has done so far in the first two weeks of the season. And I get it. You know, people don't think maybe that Derek Carr and the Raiders can keep this up and you expect Aaron Rodgers to get better as the year goes on. But I'm with you. There's still holes with that that Green Bay team. I don't like that value there to, to defend that crown at 13 to one. I think a better long shot there certainly is Derek Carr at 20 to one. And again, what about Lamar Jackson very quickly here? Because again, you know, he makes almost like the Kyler Murray plays, which jump yeah. off the page at you. So, you know, people put him in that vein of, yeah, the former MVP. Are you that awed by what you've seen so far from him? I mean, he's sensational. He makes people miss. But until he can throw the football more effectively. Now, what he did against Kansas City, but Kansas City's a horrible defense. And and frankly, I think the play he needed to make was the fourth down play in the rate. I mean, they should have let him have a chance to win that game in, in Oakland. I mean, in Las Vegas. Then they should have won that game in Las Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is going to be amazing to see how those odds change throughout the year. But right now, Kyler Murray is the favorite to win league MVP, which is uh, I'm, I'm very surprised by that. Michael, when we come back here on the Lombardi, Lou Finacaro is going to join us. It's great to have Lou on. We're going to try to sneak in some UFC 266 as well as NFL when you come back with us. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Point Spread Weekly is out now, and in this edition, we break down the NFL through two weeks of the action. Jonathan Von Tobel tells us why the defense is an Achilles heel for two title-worthy teams. Josh Applebaum has five games the wise guys already like for week number three, and Adam Burke breaks down why home field advantage might not be as important as we all think. These stories and more are in this edition of Point Spread Weekly. Download it today or go to vsin.com slash subscribe. For more information, that's vsin.com slash subscribe. Back here on the Lombardi Line, Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi. And Michael, coming out this summer and learning the, the VEASAN personalities and getting to know Lou Finacaro has been a real treat for me as a big UFC guy. But he's also obviously an NFL guy. And Lou joins us now. Of course, you can follow him as I do at Lou on Twitter. Lou, great to see you again. And I know you've got some plays here in week number three that we want to talk about. And obviously, Michael and I have talked a lot about the Bucks and the Rams today. We're kind of surprised with the way this line has moved in favor of the Bucks. Are we missing something here? Uh, I'd like to think not. Uh, but first, thank you for having me on. This is an outstanding show uh, that every time I tune in, I learn. So um, as far as the Bucks and the Rams are concerned, gentlemen, uh, I don't know. I, I'm a big believer in the look ahead line because I think that gives us a a completely unbiased view a week early of how the game looks and at that point in time the Rams were a point favorite in what's obviously going to be a really excellent uh, type of a football game and yet over the course of one week uh, it, it changes to the tune of a full two points or so, maybe even better, as the people are coming in, whoever they are, early action often is is uh, not public. Uh, but whoever it is is moving the line in Tampa's favor. And while that's the case, I love to take advantage of the overreaction. I believe this is an overreaction. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how high this line will go because I think LA's in a very good position here. Yeah, I mean, are you surprised by this? I mean, that, you know, the Bucks they don't have Antonio Brown. Their defense has not played very well, and they're going against up one of the most explosive offenses in all of football, an offense that can score point for point with them. And, I mean, that Atlanta game going into the fourth, now they outscored them 20 to nothing in the fourth quarter, but, I mean, that Atlanta game was a little closer than most people would have thought. I am surprised, Michael, but... I don't think the average better, even some of the people betting earlier in the week, 
use the same perspective on a football game that, that you do in that you break it down uh, platoon by platoon and X's and O's. I think a lot of the time between the noise surrounding us and what happened immediately with what we saw on Sunday, I think that uh, has as much to do with some of the things we see early in the week as anything. And so I'm happy to see Tampa get this love. I, I uh, While I agree with you that I think they have some defensive concerns, I, I, I really look forward to this football game not being a shootout. While both teams can, I think that the Rams are really looking forward to this opportunity. I think they have especially the cornerbacks to be able to compete with uh, the Bucks wide receivers. And I think uh, actually LA is going to try and run this ball a little bit. So uh, besides liking LA and maybe even LA and teaser kind of moves to get up above seven, seven Ooh. and a half, I, I really think that the under this line opened uh, again, the look ahead, 51, 51 and a half. Now it's 55 and a half. Uh, too much overreaction, in my opinion. Yeah, Lou, speaking of teasers, I wonder when you look at Washington taking on Buffalo, this is going to be a very popular tease down spot here for the Bills. But I got to tell you, Lou, I'm a big Taylor Heineke guy. And again, I know it's a very short sample here. Is there any danger for the Bills this week with the Washington football team coming to town? Huge danger coming, you know, off a blowout law, uh, blowout win in Miami after really kind of looking lackluster in their first game against Pittsburgh. So uh, I don't know about you, but I don't know which Buffalo it is. And the Buffalo team that beat Miami beat them without Tua, who's a quarterback that I'm a little bit suspect of anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think Buffalo has a lot to prove. And again, while Washington's defense has looked washed, excuse the pun, <laughs> I'm not so certain that this isn't some kind of an old-fashioned slugfest. This is Buffalo and Washington, and I go back to the 60s and 70s, and I haven't seen Buffalo's offense look great in two games. Uh, it was their defense that shown last week. Uh, I think this one, uh, I think Washington has every opportunity to keep this close. You're going to give me nine or nine and a half points. Lou, uh, Steve Mackinan does a great job in our in our, uh, our our weekly newsletter, and he and he always has these what he calls systems plays. And this week, one of the system plays that cashes around seventy percent is when a team is go a one on one team is coming to play a zero and two team, and that would fit for Indianapolis, Detroit. Uh, and so of those 0-2 teams that you've seen so far going to play the 1-1 one one teams, Minnesota is also with Seattle. Which one do you like the best? Um, I will say that as far as trends are concerned, I, I, I utilize trends to a minimum in my handicapping because it's a rearview mirror. I'm looking back. I don't know how much that has to do with what I'm trying to project and see what's moving forward. But to try and answer your question, um, I, I have a, I, I don't know. Can you give me those games again, please? Uh, I know that. Well, Indy and Tennessee, I think that's up to five and a half, isn't mm -hmm. it, Dave? It is, is. It up to five and a half now? It is. Indy, Tennessee, and then Seattle, Minnesota. Minnesota's a one and a half uh, home dog. And then forget the Detroit. I think Detroit's eight and a half dog all that home to Baltimore. I, I mean, which one of those three would, would be appealing to you? I would think Minnesota. Uh, they missed a field goal this year that really was a groin shot. They missed a field goal three, four years ago in a playoff game against Seattle that they haven't forgotten about. It was Zimmer. Uh, it's their home opener. Yeah, Seattle can't stop a sneeze. And I, I don't know that Minnesota's is awful as they've projected. So Minnesota. One game you got to kind of hold your nose is 0-2, 0-2, right? The Falcons against the Giants here. And the Giants are actually going to lay some points here at home. They're going to honor the great Eli Manning at halftime. Mike and I talked about that a little bit uh, earlier today. But, Lou, when you look at that here and the Giants laying three, are you confident in that? Because, boy, you look at what they did against Washington on the Thursday night. They literally gave that game away. And the Falcons look awful so far this year under Arthur Smith. They have, but the Falcons have played the Eagles and the Bucks, And a kind of handicap fights this way. The Giants have played the Broncos, and they got exposed at home. And then the Washington football team, uh, where they put up a tussle. Now, the Giants do have a few days of extra rest here that helps them. 
Um, but I don't know how why, uh, the Giants can give points to any NFL team. Uh, I know their uh, passing offense may want to match up with the cornerbacks of Atlanta that are suspect. But the rest of the Atlanta football defensive front, the front seven, isn't so bad. And I think they match up well where New York is soft, the offensive line. And I don't want to have a team or bet on a team that doesn't have horses and New York just don't have horses the way I handicap. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I think this Atlanta, look, Atlanta hasn't played well in the first two games and they've been disappointing with their offense. They haven't been able to be explosive down the field that they need to be. Kyle Pitts showed some signs of that last week. You know, when you watch their tape, they, they look to me like a 50-minute team. Like, they play okay. They're in it, but then they can't close out the last 10 minutes. And I think that showed up last week against Tampa where they turned the ball over. But I, I don't know if, if the Giants are a team that should be favored by more than a point against anybody. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys are, are selling me uh, off of the Giants, even though I thought maybe the emotional return of Eli Manning could play into it. But, no, I think you guys are on the right side here with the ATL. Michael, we got to get you out of Jersey one time to come out with Lou and I here in Vegas and watch a fight together on a Saturday night. We got about a, a minute to go here, Lou, but I got to pick your brain. I am so intrigued for the main event at UFC 266 this weekend. Alexander Volkanovsky going to put his strap at 145 on the line against T-City Brian Ortega. Ortega plus 145. I mean, Lou, what am I missing here? Because I love Ortega in this spot. There's a lot to like about Ortega, Dave. He's, he's the taller man, the longer man. Um, uh, they have a common opponent, Max Holloway. Mm -hmm. Mac, Max Holloway painted Holloway's fence. Excuse me, painted Ortega's fence, dominated him. Ortega took two years off, came back, fought the Korean zombie, looked like a different striker, but the Korean zombie is not Max Holloway. This kid Volkanovski is an anvil with a head on it. There's no neck. He's short. He's got great feet. He stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with Max Holloway for two fights, won them both, arguably the second one very close. But Ortega got painted while Volkanovski dominated. This is Volkanovski's fight, in my opinion. Oh, the 165. I'm on the wrong side again, Michael. This is why I yeah. have to get, pick the brain of Gambling Lou uh, before the fight and before I cash it, it on Sunday. It, it, it doesn't mean that that's the correct take. This is going to be a competitive fight. You can tell by the line, but I do like the champion to go from 19 straight professional wins to 20. Follow him at GamWoo right here. We're coming back. More Lombardi Line on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one -on -one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get your payout before the game is even over with BetMGM. Check this out. Place a money line wager on any Thursday night football game, and if your team is up by 10 or more at halftime, you win. That's a full payout for only half the game, no matter what happens the rest of the way. Simply go to BetMGM account and opt in each week to the Thursday night halftime payout promotion. You want to keep things rolling? Well, try BetMGM's extensive live betting options in the third quarter. Or use your winnings to place a one-game parlay on Sunday. If you're new to BetMGM, download the app and see how you can turn halftime cash into full-time. Make a money line bet on Thursday night. And if your team is up by 10 or more, you're going to win at the half. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Opt-in required. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call one 800 Gambler, promotional offer not available in Nevada or Pennsylvania. Dave Ross back here on the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi. And Michael, uh, before we welcome in our next guest, I just want to know how you feel overall about long snappers. Do you have an opinion? I do. I was one in college. I have a lot of opinions on long snappers. That's what I did in college. I was a team long snapper. I was in high school, college. I did it all the time. Yeah, I got a lot of opinions on them. I mean, it's it's a, it's a lost start. It, it, there's not enough love given to long snappers. That is exactly you know? the point. Exactly the point. And I, I was fortunate enough to work with Trevor Maddich back in my D.C. days and then really fortunate to work with Derek Rackley in our Chicago days. Eight years a long snapper in the NFL with Seattle and the ATL does great work on Westwood One. D-Rack, it's great to have you on the show. I got to ask you first and foremost, look, Trevor had a touchdown reception in his career. You had a touchdown reception in your career. Were you guys just underutilized as long snappers? 100%. I mean, the teams (laughs) didn't know what type of a talent that they had. And I just needed you to go to bat for me back when I was playing. We just met too late in my career. And we met when I was in my 20s. I'm sure that one touchdown would have climbed to two. I, I know would, you could have doubled it. I would have been a great agent, hey, Michael. Hey, Derek, did you hear Belichick talk, discussing? Did you listen to the Belichick discussion on long snappers the other day? I mean, he went in detail on I it. Did, I didn't, but I need to because, you know, if he was going in on long snappers, it must have been really important because <laughs> he would be, not be the type to me that would go into a monologue about that position. Derek, it I got really good. I got to pick your brain here because you know, look, you played obviously in Seattle. You know what that atmosphere is like, and it's not just because I'm bitter that I had two tickets and would have cashed had Seattle just won. I had a money line play and a six point teaser that was going to close, and they didn't hold. Fifty two and zero, D Rack, when they led by double digits in the second half. Now it's fifty two and one, and now they got to go on the road, and they're a small favorite. And, and I just look at it, Derek, and I go, "It's Pete Carroll. It's Russell Wilson. I get it." Can they turn the page because of who they are? Or is this going to have a lingering effect on this football team? No, I think they're going to be fine. I think that you look at the leadership and then obviously you go to the quarterback position and, uh, you know, Russell's just a special human. Yeah, David, you're thinking 52 and zero with the lead at home, second half, like this thing's a done deal, right? This is like the history has never been proven wrong. <laughs> and then the moment you start thinking about statistics like that is when you get bit in the behind. And it's, it's unfortunate. I was watching that game at the end because the one that I was watching locally ended up cutting over. Obviously that was a thrilling finish. And I, you know, I was kind of impressed to see what, what how the Titans ended up finishing that game out, sticking to their game plan. You know, they're thinking on the other side, how are we going to get back into this game and this environment, and everything else, I think that Seattle's going to be fine. I think that they've got great leadership again. And in a, in a game like that, when finishes really tough, you got to you got to look back at the leaders and how are they going to use that to propel them forward in weeks to come. They're going to travel and they're going to face the Vikings, who I think is a team that they should beat. I think they're going to have to play well as you do any every week in the National Football League. 
But this is not one of those where I'm going to see them falling apart because of it. It might even make them stronger because they're going to say, guys, we had this game won. We've got to focus better on finishing, and we're going to do that this week at Minnesota. Derek, what is your reaction to the Seattle new offense with Shane Waldron? You know, change in the NFL is inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, Even when you have a new coordinator that comes in and they are obviously they're going to look at the the tape of the the offense before them and they're going to watch the players and they're going to watch the system. By and large, guys, the NFL, all the offensive coordinators run the same place. They just might focus on one area more than the other. Like they might be more play action versus more straight drop back. They might like to go under center more than they like to sit back and shotgun. So you always have to use the strengths of the personnel that you have, but they're all going to run the same plays. They're just going to call it something differently, right? Like we got we got to find a way to get this guy in space. I like him when he's in the five to seven yard range. This is what it's called in my offense. This is what you guys called it previously. And again, thinking about a guy like Russell, like he's going to embrace that. He's going to be like, yeah, that's fine. We used to call it two jet all go. Now we're going to call it nine and up or whatever it ends up being. I'm just throwing out numbers. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it goes back to the personnel that you have. And are those guys acceptable? Are they willing to change? And to me, Russell Wilson's a guy, he said he wants to play into his 40s, right? Well, guess what? You're going to have to change your system multiple times because you are not going to be fortunate enough most likely to have the same offensive coordinator for the next 15 years. You're going to have to learn new systems. You're going to have new players seemingly every single year. you just got to find a way to make it work. And those guys that are true professionals will find a way to make it work. Yeah, ask Tom Brady in New England with all the different offensive coordinators he's had through the years, D-Rack. Hey, let's talk about what you're doing now in the ATL, and I know you're covering the Falcons there on a weekly basis. And, you know, Mike, when I talked a little bit about the, the change there, they're getting three points this week. In New York, it hasn't looked good so far for Arthur Smith and company. Derek, is there reason for optimism with what you're seeing there? I know, as you mentioned, it's a brand new system there. What are you seeing for the building blocks for the foundation for the ATL? Yeah, so a couple of things that stick out to me. I, I feel like they're in a better position with the running game that, as most people know, has been kind of atrocious over the past couple of years. Having Mike Davis and, oddly enough, the former wide receiver Cordero Patterson. Uh, running the football for Atlanta, I think is helping them. They do look more explosive. They do look like they've got more balance there. The problem is, is that they've either gotten themselves behind or they've been playing catch up. So they have to abort the running game so soon. And the, and the issue that's presenting itself in my opinion right now is the offensive line is having too much um, miscommunication and inconsistencies up front, which is forcing Matt Ryan to get rid of the football quickly. He's having to throw it under pressure. He's not able to set his feet. I know a lot of people probably looking at it from the distance and say, hasn't that been the same thing with Matt Ryan the last five to seven years? (laughs) I understand that. But they have got to become more consistent on the offensive line to be able to get, and I'm not saying to give Matt Ryan seven seconds to throw. That's not going to happen in the National Football League, but you've got to give him two and a half to three so he can get through his second and third in progression to try to find somebody that's open without having an offensive lineman or one of the defensive players in his face mask having to throw the football off of his back foot. Um, I do think that they've got some promise on the defensive side of the ball, even though they've played and scored on a point on. It's just everybody has got to figure out like how to play together in a new system with a new message coming from different coaches. So have the Falcons improved from week one to week two? Yeah, there was some, some areas of improvement on tape. The problem is in the NFL, it's all about wins and losses, and they're sitting at 0-2 in the win-loss column, and that's where the struggle is right now. You can take as many moral victories as you want, but in the NFL, if you don't win games, people have a really, really short temper for that, if you will. Yeah, no doubt, and I think the Falcons' disappointment is they've got all these high draft picks in their offensive line, and they can't seem to get the offensive line to play at a high level, whether it's Matthews, McGrary, Lindstrom, and those alls are ones. Hennessy's a three, you know, and so that, that to me is the real issue, and you hit the nail on the head. When they get behind in games, it takes Arthur Smith out of his, out of his play-action pass mode and then puts him into a drop-back pass, which even when he was at Tennessee, they weren't very good there. Exactly. I mean, you think about him having Derrick Henry, like he wanted to run the rock and I think he wants to run the rock in Atlanta. He wants to at least have it as a part of his game plan. Let's see again, you don't ever want to put a number on it, but Arthur Smith probably wants to run the football 45% of the time. 
and make sure that he has that play action and, and people have to respect the running game, right? But he hasn't been able to do that because of those inconsistencies up front. And, and, and in addition to long snapping, I was a tight end. So I basically studied all the run game. We were in a lot of meetings with the offensive line. And so that's where my eyes go to a lot when I watch tape is the offensive line. And if there's just not enough guys holding people out, and it's not necessarily that there's somebody always in, its, in his face, but the pocket is collapsing way too quickly. Right, You watch Tom Brady, and yes, will he get some pressure late in the play? Sure, but the pocket isn't collapsing in his lap, and he still has the time to get rid of the football. That's the reason why he's been so good throughout the entire career, but even these first couple of weeks for the Bucks. All right, D-Rack, we got to wrap it up. only have about 20 seconds left in the show. But very quickly, Michael, I just want to point this out. One time, pros and Joes playing golf with Derek Rackley and Danny Graves, the all-time saves leader for the Cincinnati Reds, and Tyler Fulgham tied up on 18. I'm in the cart with D-Rack. He looks at me. He's got about a 60-yard wedge, and he says, do you want me to end it? Michael, he holed <laughs> out to win the match. That's nice. an athlete, not just a long snapper. There you go. Thanks, D-Rack. Appreciate you today, man. Good job. You got it, y'all. Take care. Enjoyed it. Derek Rackley's the best. Michael and Barty really enjoyed the show, as always, today. Great job. And I can't, can't wait to do it again with you again. So, again, please watch Michael and Barty every day. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.